Hey, pals. Let me tell you, today's episode is nothing but bang for your buck. And by that, I mean the sudden and violent release of mechanical, chemical, or nuclear energy from a confined space which creates a heat wave that travels at subsonic speeds. Not the other kinds involving gongs, rebounds, or enthusiastic consent. Neil, when was the last time you set something on fire using your mind powers? Uh, does in the bedroom count? Metaphorically? <laughs> it always counts, Neil. Then there you go. <laughs> okay, well, well there you go. Tr- Tr- Tracy would be happy to hear that. She's like, not again. Yeah. She's the one on fire. <laughs> it's like it's the third duvet we've <laughs> had in a month. That's why we have a fire blanket. <laughs> That's sexy. It's, it's very warm. Oh. It's like that old joke is like, do you smoke after sex? Like, cool. I don't know. I've never looked. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, same question. Oh, boy. Uh, no. I forgot what the question was. Oh. Do When's I the smoke last time you sex? set something on fire using your mind powers and or do you smoke after sex? Oh, I I never checked on both accounts. <laughs> John? Well, I got, I was trained um, at a young age, early by, uh, 80s. By, uh, My parents took me oh, to see nice. a guy that looked a lot like George C. Scott. Yeah, there you worked go. Worked in a large facility and put me in a white room. Put little electrodes <laughs> on me, and uh, basically got the, got those uh, telekinetic powers out of me. I think. I mean, one of these days, though, guys, uh, don't test me. Mm. Yeah, Sounds like deprogramming. <laughs> yeah. I, I had more of like an Akira kind of thing in my mind for you, John. I thought I was just going to bury you in a, a, a bunch of bowler hats. Well, that was going to be the next option yeah. if the George C. Scott thing didn't work. Yeah. Sort of like you first you start with right, Ridlin, right, then you yeah. go well, to George C. Scott, then you that, bury though. the kid in the bunker. It's, it's kind of I mean, a it's a pretty pretty standard set pro- program, you know, one, two, yeah. three. Right. Logical progression. <laughs> mm. Well, welcome back, listeners, and welcome back to our lovely guests, John Ingle and Crystal Beth. Hey. And welcome hey, I'm back here. to you too, George, because you're here as well. And, uh, and welcome back to myself. Welcome to you, Neil. Welcome, welcome back, back to myself. <laughs> Talking to himself like welcome John over here. Welcome, everyone. Neil, you idiot. This is not a good idea. What are you doing, Neil? Doing podcasting again. Why do I do this Why to myself? This Did I hit record? Man. Oh, you idiot. You didn't hit record. <laughs> Stupid guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got minute 117. Um, and so, George, why don't you tell the good listeners what's going on? We open this minute with Hans making a very curious demand. And then a minute later with John McClane making the kind of party entrance he should have done at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be one way to come into a party. That would be <laughs> awesome. Where's John? Uh, he's coming in right now. You Duck! Like, you hear like... Ah! Shooting bang, 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 firing at the window. <laughs> Man, yeah, that would be... Uh, oh, my God. What a start to the party. Uh, Welcome to the party, pals. Well, That's what he would say. Well, we'll... Mm-hmm. we'll... <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that entrance um, in a bit, but first up, we've got a bit of hands, and um, it's a very strange shot. This this kind of first one in this minute because it's basically you've got this this some guy in like a green shirt and these like gray trousers, 
with a brown belt. I'm not too sure if that works with the brown belt, but it's the um, '80s. It's basically just the shot. Is it's probably wearing brown <laughs> shoes. Too. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, the gray pants. Terrible. What are? Oh. oh my god. I wish he I would he die is, hard. Yeah. Oh god, I bet he is. But it's a strange shot because he—you don't see his head, right? You just see his shoulders um, and his torso, and then it kind of pans down a little bit, so you see a bit of his legs. But and he actually has a line as well because Hans is saying basically, oh, "Blow the roof," because all the people are coming down. And this guy says like something like, oh, "Yes, the car, the car is up there," or something like that. <laughs> so I just thought it's really weird that this guy has a yeah, line. Yeah, the thing is, I, and, and like later on, I think he's the guy that is like running and then spills the bearer bonds at the very like in a you know. Spoiler in a, in a couple of minutes. I don't ever remember right. him from anything elsewhere in the spoiler, entire George. movie. I have no idea where he's from. Like I don't remember him coming out of the elevator. I've never seen this yeah. terrorist before. He just showed up late mm. to the party, pal. Me neither. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember him who he is now. Yeah, exactly. But um, no. Yeah, I think it's a funny line that he gets this. So it's an ADR line, right? There's a really good chance this guy did not say this on the set. It might yes. not have been a part. Oh, Somebody yeah. might have decided in post-production, oh, we could use a line here. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons is what I was going to say. Was on the roof. Yeah, well, first of all, maybe um, it shows the callousness of Hans a little bit. It's like, oh, we can really like show how callous Hans is. He doesn't give a shit about Carl on the roof, you know? Um, mm. But I think mostly there's just this like dynamic thing that's going on with this whole minute. Basically, we're really ramping up to the big, I mean, literally mm. the big explosive moment, right? And things start really getting cut and mm. uh, the camera's moving around in a certain way and different editorial choices are being made that are supposed to ramp it up a little bit. So I think just adding a little more texture here and there, even having that line where it makes it a little bit more urgent what Hans is doing. Um, sort of like he has to ignore this plea from someone, just adds a little bit of dynamism to it. And then there's the moment, you know, that has always struck mm. me as odd is how he grabs the detonator. Because when I was a kid, I was like, did he just detonate it? Yeah, like, I was wondering that myself. <laughs> but then we cut to the POV of like yes. the, the wide shot of the helicopter in the building, and it's like, well, it's not blowing up yet, so something's not quite happening. It's right. one of those delayed so- charges. Right, it could That's be. That's what I was I mean, like, we oh, yeah. Well, we'll be talking about delayed explosions more as the week goes on. But <laughs> um, I think it's just an editorial choice, <laughs> yeah. and it's very movie, you know, it's very movie-ish. It's not like a thing a real person would necessarily do is, like, slam their hand down into a detonator. Yeah, it's you just know, for like visual. This. So it's very dramatic, but it's a punctuation. Yeah. Here they cut right away, right? So they go, you know, Carl's up there, but he goes, blow the roof, and slams his hand down into it, and it just gives this nice visceral moment right before the cut to... To John, plus maybe, you know, since more than one of us mm. had this impression that maybe he was about to just blow it up right then, cutting to John then is a suspenseful moment because we're like, oh, God, he's going to blow this thing up any second now. And now we're back and they're to reminding us, like, oh, John's still up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Oh. And not only with is he a, in a perilous, he's on the on a yeah. ledge with a helicopter full of guys. I mean, they've really stacked up the tension. Yeah. As, as all ways. we know is he's got a he's got a, a fire hose tied around his mid, you know, midsection. And, and mm-hmm. OK, now it's going to happen. Yeah, do you think mm. people at the time? I'm. I mean, a lot of. I, I imagine most people went into Die Hard fairly blind. I don't know what the um, publicity was like. How many people did, saw, had seen a guy hurtling off of a building with a fire hose attached to him? But if no, if you didn't know this was go- that was going to happen in this movie, what would mm. you be thinking he's going to do here? Like, would, I wonder if everybody was just like, "What is he doing?" Or if there was a foregone conclusion sort of idea. Uh, oh, he's about to jump off, and this thing's going to repel him down, or. 
I don't. I, I know from my point of view when I first saw it, yeah. I when he grabbed the hose, I was like, no, he's not gonna jump with that, because I was like, that's crazy. Mm. And then we started wrapping it around crazy. his waist and being like, this is crazy. I was like, oh, you crazy sob. And then I was like, well, where is he gonna go once mm. it? Uh, yes. once he jumps down, I was like, oh, maybe there's a ledge there. And then when there was no ledge, I was like, oh, he's going to have to shoot through the glass and then he's going to get glass all over his back and his arms. And he's just very well, uncomfortable right now. Yeah. He's not a stranger to glass. No. no, but like that was walking on it and now it's on his back too. Yeah. Like, oh. And we're getting a little ahead of the minute, but I, I was, I've always, I think in, instinctively, kind of thought how did that hose survive the explosion the initial explosion how did the top part how did the the like reel that it reels around it survive yeah. I, i've always i know they cut to that shot but in my mind i'm always like how did it survive it in the first place like look at that explosion it should yeah. have severed that line i mean i'm glad it didn't because there's so much good stuff that comes with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much good stuff that comes with the uh with the the hose still being intact but yeah, I, I remember initially seeing this too, but I knew he was going to jump. I knew I'd seen it, I think, somewhere. And so I knew what was going to happen, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's nuts. Yeah. And obviously it's crazy because it wouldn't work. I mean, his spinal cord is completely severed. But um, nowadays you'd have to have him like wrap it under uh, at all of his like joints and points that would make it work. People would be like, oh, there's no way that would happen. We also keep but, in mind that he's mm. not jumping that far. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, it blows the roof and he's got it around his waist, but it's only, like, what, a 20, 30-foot hose. And, well, I guess it's going down, what, two stories when it, when he actually mm. jumps? Yeah, I wouldn't... Well, I wouldn't... Ju- okay, so, you know when you put <laughs> extra force into something? Like, you don't jump... Like, you want to keep as much surface area, like, if you're walking on ice or something. You want to keep as much wide surface area as you can. Mm. I wouldn't jump off the edge of that. I would slowly ease my way down and let go of my fingertips so that I didn't jostle everything around, even mm. if there was an explosion yeah. about to happen. Because that's when you break stuff. And the that extra pressure would be what broke your ribs and the... Thi- oh. No, it would sever your spinal cord. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. You wrap it around your waist and then your full force mm. is like snapped at the waist. Well, another and thing is, like, for one right. thing, I've okay, never even you, once if, thought of that crystal. That's interesting. I don't know why. I've never once thought, oh, he should have just repelled down. Well, it's like a, it's like an it's like an <laughs> adrenaline thing. He's being shot at. You know, he's got all these guys. It shows the helicopter <laughs> coming back over the side of the building, like they're about yeah. to start shooting at him again. He's like, I just got to go. Yeah, but all he has to do is get <clears throat> on the other side of the building, right? So because he, he doesn't just, like, know. Repel down a little. Yeah, but you know, they could just fly around the side of the building if he takes his time and shoot him again. You know, then he's a sitting duck. He can't do anything. Yeah. He doesn't have a plan. Here, that, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have time to come up with a plan here. Like, he's just like, I got to go off. Uh, I know this thing's about to explode any second. We know the thing's about to explode at any second. So that helps us, like, buy into the urgency. But, but I mean, we know it, but he doesn't know it's about to explode. Well, so. he, knows that it's, it, he knows that it's potentially could explode. Like, he knows there's bomb there's there's explosives up there he knows the helicopter he he's aware that there are multiple points of peril is my point and uh and you know yeah he's not jumping because he thinks it's going to explode any second but he does know that there's the potential that it could could explode so he knows that going back down the stairs is not an option i mean does he have it figured out at this point that they're that hans's idea is to blow up the roof with the helicopter on it I don't like think he says he figures it out later, but would he have it? Wouldn't he have it kind of figured out by now? I don't think he knew about the helicopter being so close. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I, yeah, I know, know. He, obviously he knew about the roof, but I'm pretty like the way I saw it or when I watch it, I think that the helicopter was just this fun, happy mistake and that he just wanted to do it to get the roof over mm. with and just, you know, create more chaos. If he knew well, no, the helicopter he, he, no, was no, the, there. You mean Hans? Yeah. Well, he wanted the helicopter no. to land. No. Yeah. He wants, he, the idea is supposed to be that he, he thought they would call in a helicopter to pick up the hostage. Right. But he didn't know that the helicopter wasn't landed yet. Oh, right. Oh, well, at this point, it's just like too late. Yeah. Well, no, so he, I, he, yeah, he blows the roof because the hostage is coming down. He needs yeah, to have yeah. the body count. He needs to have the people sifting through the he rubble. Can't have he the needs witnesses. to have them. He need, right. Yeah, he needs to disappear yeah. without witnesses saying that he wasn't up on the roof. But the, like with the way it's turned out is what I was saying mm. is that I don't think oh, he, I, I don't think he knew that right then the helicopter mm. was on the roof. But I think he oh. got what he wanted. He got yeah, that what was he a happy wanted accident. to happen. Yeah. But yeah. he was like, we just have to blow the roof now. Because he knew that the uh, people were coming off the roof. So he was like, well, it's clearly they're not on the helicopter. So it's a happy accident that he got the helicopter, but sad that he, well, not sad that he didn't get any of the hostages, but like sad he didn't get any of the hostages. See, the thing is, though, his the, the jig is up already, right? Like Hans's plan is already shot at this point, right? Because they weren't coming to get the hostages. He was not going to go up on the roof. The FBI, someone in the FBI who survives this, mm. like somebody back at the office, knows that they were just going to shoot him up there. So the Johnson and Johnson and company and the helicopter are the ones that got blown up. So even if Han, everything worked out the way Hans wanted it to, he was still going to go up there and it wasn't going to work out, right? Yeah. Like his plan was still. It's funny because as you go through these particular minutes, mm. you see multiple points where Hans was never going to get away anyway. <laughs> well, and then you have to ask yourself, like, so his plan is to blow the roof. And then they will think everyone will think they're dead because they're not there. But how is he going to explain why the roof blew up? Who blew up the roof? Who decided to do that? That seems pretty suspicious. Yeah. And while they're sifting through the rubble and, you know, they've gotten away, eventually they'll find out, like, you know what? Okay, the, the, the terrorists were not among the dead. I guess, the, I guess the idea was that when he explains it earlier is that by the time they figure anything out, we'll be long gone. So it's not necessarily that anybody's ever going to believe that they're dead. No, I think but, no, no. That was his purpose. He's like, is like, yeah. if he's like you said, if you steal six hundred dollars, you can disappear. But if you steal six hundred million, right. people will find you because you know insurance. People will come for you. Yeah. And so true. he was like, assuming they're dead, but so he's not looking just to you know like throw them off for a couple hours. He's like, he needs to make everyone think that they are no longer in the fact in, in the picture. And I, I don't see how this the, plan at the end of the yeah. day does that without leaving more questions than it answers. But isn't there the line he says? Something, in, but by the time they something, we'll be on a beach earning twenty percent. When they're when they're remember, done, by the time they're done sifting through the rubble, we'll hmm. be under on a beach. I've 20%. always took that to mean that by the time they're done sifting through the rubble and realize that we weren't we aren't dead, we'll be long gone on an island without extradition, that kind of thing. I think there's. So, I think he was trying to fake his death, fake everyone's yeah. death. That's yeah. what I think he was trying to do, rather than just like muddy the waters. Yeah. I guess I thought it was just fake his death for long enough to get away to where they can get to him because you can get to a non-extradition country and be safe no matter what you did but um i guess uh if it's from legal from legal channels but like a company this big and like this much money they would probably send not very legal means of like getting the money back the the nakatomi uh, commandos will come yeah hit squad they would hire some mercenaries to hunt them down or something oh i like that yeah Yeah, i would watch that sequel (laughs) corporate ninjas and yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand uh, this shot. So we got a shot of 
of John like on the edge oh, it's such of a the building. Shot. And it looks yeah. looking yeah. down onto the street. It's another widescreen beauty. Yeah, no, and go ahead, sorry. You see the Yeah, and you got the cop cars below. But I don't know how this works with in terms of the architecture of this building because it's kind of it's very interesting building this at the top it's got all these kind of jaggedy little roof little subroofs and little layers to it and i don't if he's just literally been right on the very top the helipad and okay so then he jumped down one little bit uh to get the fire hose and now he's gone to the edge of that bit there should and, and you see a shot later on in this minute around kind of second well when you see the roof blow you see it and it's around about second i don't know 40 something where you can actually see the rooftop so yeah second 44 you can see all these different layers so it should it shouldn't be that if he's right at the very top he can look straight down to the street he should be looking basically down i don't know like a couple of floors to the next like sub roof it could just be a weird angle the way they decided to set it up and shot it and they've occluded the lower levels you know because it's like a weird offset star pattern so there's like these wide areas where there's no floor yes they probably took some license here yeah or it could just be they just set up a separate set altogether and didn't just put like a like a a black back screen or, or a blue screen down below showing cop cars just to establish that it was way high up Man, I, I think this is a legit shot here. For one thing, that's clearly not Bruce Willis. Yeah, oh yeah, it's um, definitely his <laughs> that's his stunt double. Like, correct. And it's, um, I, I, it looks so beautiful. Yeah. I, I believe it's a perfectly practical shot. I don't think there's any fudge, fudging going on here at all. Yeah. Maybe they're just down yeah. on one of the lower levels rather than just the top. Mm, or maybe enough, yeah. we don't know how far he jumped. Maybe he jumped so far out mm. that he jumped over two different things, mm. and that's where the hose was. <laughs> I guess that from the low angle when he jumps, maybe. we could maybe tell a little bit better whether that's the case. It could be, though. It kind of doesn't matter. Like, that's where the uh, the mechanics of all this, uh, again, we're back to that dynamic this whole sequence is. Like, we're not supposed to stop and think about any of this. Like, yeah. it's moving in such a way. And, and it's funny, though, because yeah. this does this shot does provide the one little pause where the camera's not moving. The uh, We're not editing uh, quickly. We're not racking focus or pulling focus or any of that because we want to stop for one second and, and say look how fucked you are dude yeah, <laughs> like it's, just a big yeah. it's a big breath before yeah. the actual leap yeah and, and to mm. make sure it's see i mean that's why those cop cars are down there is for perspective right mm-hmm. not only is it beautiful you get the little lens flare and mm. everything but it's to give perspective you want to have an object down there mm. to illustrate just how far down it is viscerally like in the moment you would you already know the building's tall but you want that moment where it just hits you right in the gut that man if he jumps mm. off here that's uh where's he gonna go where's he gonna end up how far down is it gonna be and uh it's nice because then it jumps right back into more kinetic filmmaking again and, and quick editing and and like i said the the lovely uh mm. focus pull or rack focus i guess technically to the helicopter as it rises behind them and uh-huh. all these things that just make it so dynamic and, and make it move uh, it's such a well cut. 
all these minutes are so beautifully cut and shot. That, yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's a big. Ex- that's a big reason why this is such an intense, impactful scene. This this scene always stresses me out. Like it always like, oh, like no matter how many times I've seen this movie, like there's just that they do such a good job of manufacturing anxiety with like this their wide shots and their close shots and then there's the the monologues and then you know just the cuts and then the jumps and then it's quiet, it's loud. It's like it's just they're constantly keeping you on edge. Yeah. So did they actually have someone jump off this building then? Because there is a sh- like halfway through this minute we actually see, and it's obviously like you say, John, it's a stunt double, and it kind of looks like he just jumps. You know, off. this probably is something one of us should have looked up. <laughs> we're, we're talking <laughs> this like really big, this really big moment in the movie. Like, oh god, is it the most iconic moment in the movie? If you if you drew a minimalist picture of a like hose shape oh. with a guy attached to it, would wouldn't people just go, oh, Die Hard? <laughs> You know, um, we probably should have looked up the particulars <laughs> of the stunt, <laughs> but I didn't at all. I was too interested in the movie. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it kinda, I mean, look, yeah, me too. And but looking at it, I mean, it kind of, it kind of looks like there is someone jumping off. And you know, there's the shot. There's two shots of it. There's the the first one is the shot I just described earlier when uh, looking down with the cop cars below. Um, and then it cuts, and you've got a shot looking up, maybe from the street, maybe from a bit higher up, um, to to the top of the building, and you see the flames start to come out from the top of the building, and you see a guy literally jump off, and down he goes on a on a on a, <laughs> on a fire hose. I, it doesn't look like a dummy because this, this this guy moves and he hits. You can see his foot hit the the, the side of the building. I don't know. It know, looks like I'm, they threw I'm someone off. Yeah, you know, the podcast faux pas of live googling. I, I just started yeah, doing that too. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we really should have that answer here. I'm, here's the thing: is like I'm not seeing any information on it. I'm like, not. I, are we all googling right now? Yeah, I think we are. Let's play the Google I know, music. I know that Hans's fall, not the not, not the POV from McLean, but the wide mm. shot when they're you know watching from the ground. That's a real guy. That was a big stunt. Yeah, that they pulled off on set, but the, right, and it's got to be. I mean, in one way, one way or another, there's a guy on that hose. It's not a dummy. If it's a dummy, it's an amazing dummy. But whether they actually yeah. jumped off of that 20th century tower, no, it's a guy or not, I don't know. Now, there's too there's too many lists to listicles to go through <laughs> to find out 30 things you didn't know about Die Hard. Oh, yeah, I can't find anything, and it's it's eh. interesting because. There's, there are then two other shots of this guy falling, um, and they've done well because they've, they've nailed the continuity. He's got one leg, he's got one foot bandaged, the other is not. He's got the machine gun around his neck, around his torso, and so this this third shot of him falling is you basically follow him down. You, you, it's quite close on him, and you're basically falling with him, and and then he. It cuts to the um, the fire hose wheel, which kind of then hits the edge of the building, stops, and then the, the fourth shot of this guy is, <laughs> and it's definitely not Bruce Willis. It it, it um, which is kind of fair enough. It's now looking down from the roof again, and it really he swings, and then it and then he whacks against the side of the building, and at no point does he yeah. ever face the camera. Is is always looking away. He's always looking the other the other direction, so you can't see his face. 
Yeah, they, really there's well a lot done. of not Bruce Willis in these minutes. But John, yeah, yeah, these are probably the least Bruce Willisy minutes of the, <laughs> you know, of the movie. But yeah, I mean, the, the guy did this. It, it would appear. I mean, yeah, it's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think it looks like someone yeah. literally jumped off the building. But it was you know obviously controlled circumstances. It wasn't like they just like tie this hose around your waist and see what happens. Oh yeah, he's, he's <laughs> harnessed. Like I suggested yeah, earlier, you know. To even write this now, the guy would have to think to harness himself, somehow wrap the hose around himself in a way that actually harnessed him, not just yeah. around one point of the body. So it's an mm. illusion that he's only tied around the waist. Yeah, unless it's buried in some weird documentary that no one's ever seen. I don't think there's a ton of information on it. Sometimes yeah. things are just what they are. And there wouldn't mm. be because it's a movie. <laughs> you know, like I'm sure people – I mean they know – Everyone knows that film people like to analyze films that they like to watch, but I don't think they're expecting a bunch of people to just sit around and be like, mm, well, I don't know. I mean, if they're hoes, like, did he jump? Did he not jump? Is that real? Is that fake? Or it's one of well, those things where, I like, think that's, take that's it sort of a, a testament to how believable it is because people yeah. aren't questioning it to the point where they're like, well, exactly. How did that work? No one's ever broke it down, broken it down like that. Yeah. Until now, and like as all we can do is speculate because there doesn't seem to be a ton of information as to whether or not it was like you know how much of a practical, how much was the green screen, all this other stuff. And, and from my personal point of view, I don't care. Yeah, I, no, I, it's, I, it's I only it's care that moment. we provide the answer to someone who does care. <laughs> but from my own personal point of view, I've never really thought much about <laughs> it, and I don't need to anymore. Like I, I, it's such a great moment in the movie. I just let it be that mm. John McClane did it. You know, that's what I want to think. So. Uh, let's just go with that. Yeah. McLean did it. We'll just—that's the answer. It definitely—it definitely looks great. It, it looks great, and it's um, as you say, John. It's really nicely put together in the edit. That uh, you know, you you've got a lot of different shots of of, of John McLean, let's say, uh, doing his fall, cutting back to the roof, explosions, helicopters. Actually, there's one shot just before that I wanted to to mention because I really like it, and I like, it's when. It's when he's kind of, um, he's tied himself up and he's standing on the, the roof and he's just about to jump and then you get the helicopter coming up behind him and it's, and you know, obviously Johnson's mm -hmm. about to take a shot, right? And I just like that moment where... I like oh, the moment, but I hate the way he holds his sniper out. rifle. There's it's the, not... The I mean, for someone who knows how to be a sniper, that's not how you hold a <laughs> sniper rifle. He's got it like tucked. He's got the stock tucked up under his arm and like his hand on the. It's just it's just very bad for They're him. Also that rifle's in, not designed to be like run and gun like that. Yeah, so he's also he's very close one. range. Yeah, well, it's just it's just not. Yeah, it's just it's just. I mean, he would not be able to fire it nearly as well holding it like that. Well, I think we're talking about some. These guys are dilettantes, right? They're not. They're FBI agents because they got the job, not because they're badasses. Yeah. No, he said he was in Vietnam. He said they used to like you know fly missions, and he's like he's an ex military guy. Liar. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess, but, but I know. still. He was peeling I think potatoes. He was, yeah, or he was, or he was doing exactly what he's doing <laughs> here in Vietnam. He was fly by the seat of the pants, laughing, shooting, you know, women and children running through the rice paddy kind of guy. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I just think he's kind of a maybe dilettante wasn't the right word. It was more just like a hubristic, too arrogant, big douchebag. douchebag. He's just like, hey, I'm going to shoot him with the sniper <laughs> rifle. Watch this, guys. You know, not the this is the proper rifle to use in this situation. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I just don't see that out of the Johnsons. I think we're made, we're supposed to believe that they're completely incompetent. I mean, everything they do is dumb and blows up in their yes. face. <laughs> well, there's definitely I started a, saying uh, that and realized Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a, an, a, an air of disdain for federal agencies <laughs> in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Well, it's... Hey, guess what? It's the 80s. Every, well, yeah. 
unless your unless your main characters hey. were cops, <laughs> cops were held in disdain. Like it's usually bumbling cops, definitely bumbling feds. For whatever mm. reason, the feds were always looked down upon. Well, and even they make a reference to like they were, you know they the were state. De- the, mm, Hans yeah. even talks about the State Department rattling its saber for other countries. Is like you know it's like yeah. you're American. You know it's always American this, American that. So it's always like uh-huh. the everyman in this movie that really comes through. Yeah, we could go on and on about the um, the like socio political stuff in this movie that's like grounded so deeply in eighties uh, in the eighties. What was going on in the eighties <laughs> economically and politically? There's so much stuff in this mm. movie that speaks to that. But those were really earlier minutes, I guess. We're in action minutes here. We don't need to talk about the subtext that much. Blowy up stuff. We are. Yeah. So why doesn't this? Fire hose wheel just <laughs> movie. flip and fall off the building. Because no, it I has mean, it's also a large round flat, flat surface. Okay, right, yeah, 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 so it catches, <laughs> you know, it's like flat on flat. And it does eventually flip over. But no. I think it just, all, all it does is just give enough of a, an arresting of his fall to kind of swing him towards the building versus just flipping over and plummeting down. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to be getting into time, uh, movie oh, time. Fires. Big time in these next couple of minutes. I, I'm thinking that oh, this yeah. catch doesn't even last more than a half a second, no. really. It's just but enough it to alter its trajectory, yeah. Yeah. But it feels like right. it takes a little too long. Like it actually creates a, uh, some leverage, you know, and holds there for a little while. But it's really movie time. And as this next two minutes come along, movie time is going to stretch longer and longer and longer. Mm. Uh, they take a lot of liberties with <laughs> the, the continuity of time uh, for this whole uh, sequence. It's great, but... Boy, is it! Yeah. Even as a kid, I found some of the things that happened coming up really <laughs> to swallow as far as how the timing of it works. But well, let's mark it. So, uh, twenty-four seconds into this minute is when Hans presses the button, and immediately we get the big flash. We get that iconic shot of um, of, of John McClane of Bruce. This time it is Bruce. Yeah. You know, shirtless, uh, jumping off, uh, arms arms. Up and wide, and then we get the big flame from the top of the building, and that's 27 seconds. So that all happens within a couple of seconds, and that is halfway through this minute. Um, you get that lovely, wide, lovely long shot from way, like way downtown, um, and you just see that big flame coming out the top of that building. It was that must have been quite a stunt, just yeah. That, the whole right? situation I mean, with that building, you know, it was 20th Century Fox's building, right? I guess it was yeah. brand new, maybe not totally. Mm. Uh, in use yet, and they actually did these like controlled explosions on the top. Mm. It's pretty. Listen, you if you have a giant skyscraper to hold your movie business and you don't use it for movies, you are missing out. I mean, <laughs> like like we said earlier, they charged themselves for rent for this. You know, Fox oh, charged yes. themselves to rent this building. It's like the Trumpiest thing they they ever did. Like charge, they charged themselves rent. They actually made money off of the production and against the insurance and all that stuff. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. They probably didn't think this movie was yeah. going to make that much money. Yeah, they were trying to make it wherever they could rather than yeah. like sitting back. Yeah. And, yeah. Maybe not. This was supposed to be kind of a, you know, I've always understood that they thought it would be like, oh, this will be all right. And then the people that were making it were like, I think we really got something mm. here. But the, but the studio was like, oh, it'll be good. We'll release it. And then it was like, look what it's done. It's created one of their big franchises, I guess. Um, and something else. Yeah. And it's still making them. Yeah, and then we, uh, what happens then? So th- there are lots, even in this minute, John, is it, the, the, the stretching it, there's a lot of different explosions yeah. going on. Even, there's a separate, I mean, the one that knocks the wheel 
off its latch and heads towards the edge of the building is is another kind of separate explosion. Yeah. And then I don't know. There's more. There's another Maybe one. They, and then, me- yeah, we've got with another shot extra, from the ground. Well, all the extra explosions. Mm. Maybe they had the one main one that was connected to the detonator, and then they just put other charges a little further away, and then the, the explosion knocked them out, and then right. they should have done, like, 50,000 of them and just had explosions for the rest of the movie. I'd be they okay with that. They could have just destroyed the whole building. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would, be, that would be very difficult. Yeah. That's true, because you'd have to go through the, yeah. Well, the bad guys are still in it. Plus, it would be really tough for 20th Century Fox, because then they wouldn't have yeah. the building yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh, um, so this movie cost us a lot. <laughs> it, it cost me my... This movie cost us $250 million. <laughs> yeah. Well, my only other note for this minute is that I think the Ugh, bloody smudges... So that oh, God, it's so skeevy. It's so exciting. Like, yeah, that's so just how badass he is. <laughs> That's what, and I it's mean, like because you think, okay, well, he's sort of like he's yeah. he's dealt with that problem. He's no longer dealing with his feet bleeding. Nope, nope. He is in fact very much at the moment dealing with his feet bleeding, and it and it just ugh, no, more foot is, trauma. I'll I'll go on about this later, but I'll just set it up. The art department, the continuity people, the makeup people are amazing in this movie. Like all the attention to detail is so. Mm. I mean, there's not perfect continuity in this movie by any means. But man, they remembered to keep those details going, like these little yeah. bits that start, the little pieces of John McClane that are getting chipped away, chiseled off of him. They always re- remember to remind us of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it's not just like, oh, well, we did it in this scene, we need to do it in this scene. It's like, we did it mm-hmm. in this scene, but we need to do it in this scene to show that it's still part of the deal. He's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's still present and it's affecting his performance and what he's doing. And it's like, he's pushing through it and it just makes yeah. him more sympathetic. The subtly and visually compounding his problems as opposed to like he doesn't go like slam into that glass and go, oh, my feet. Oh, remember my feet hurt. You know, it's nothing <laughs> yeah. like that. we just need to see blood mm. smells. I mean, blood is visually stimulating <laughs> to him. Oh, yeah. You know, so right away, that's just a good reason to do it. But it's because now he's jumped off. Now he's been shot off, shot at. He's been had to jump off a roof. Remember, too, that he's had glass in his feet. Uh, you know, there's just all these things like at any yeah. given moment in this movie, you're yeah. getting you're getting a constant like additional <laughs> thing uh, added to what is his, uh, compounding his problems, and they're reminding you of all the ones in the past without mm. being on the nose about it. And it's, it's, and it's, it's not one of those things where like he gets shot in the arm, like and like oh I'm shot, and then like ten mm. minutes later he's like oh he acts like he's never got shot. He's like using right, his arms like, like picking normal. stuff up. Oh, yeah. And... yeah, he's not just like oh this is a thing, and then we don't think about it anymore. He is as it goes. He is. It's just he's just accruing all these like bumps yeah. and scrapes and yeah. bruises and a very very dirty vest. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's, I think it's a couple minutes from now, but I love that he just starts like <laughs> yelling in frustration at things. Yeah. He's like ah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he gets real. He gets fed up here in a couple. Of days. It's like I've had it with all this. It's no more talking to himself now. It's just like yelling at the universe. It's great. Yep. <laughs> well, we shall take this uh, conversation further tomorrow um, when we talk about minute one one eight. So, how about you guys all head back? Over this direction, um, diehardminute.com, yep. I believe it is. That's what I'm sticking George. to. That's all I'm going to give. All That's right. all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. 
And uh, come back tomorrow, listeners, for more of the same, but one minute. Die Hard Minute. <laughs> 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 Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.